Hi friends, welcome to the Friends of France podcast. In this safe space, we are favored in each episode with the presence of an expert guest from different fields and specialties as we learn about their life journeys, their successes, possible regrets, and realizations, their work, why they do what they do, and even their life outside of work. In here, we tear down common myths and misinformation with up-to-date, evidence-based science and data simplified for anyone to digest. We don't shy away from topics that can sometimes be polarizing or taboo. We normalize the humanization of healthcare and its workers, and we promote the importance of self-care and safeguarding your mental health. Please keep in mind that the conversations in this podcast are for educational and informational purposes only. They are not implied or intended to be a substitute for professional medical diagnosis, advice, or treatment. Please always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare providers regarding a medical condition. Are you ready? Let's go! Hi friends, happy Friday! It's another day of a Friends of France episode. You know what I like to call it now? Friends of France Fridays. <laughs> I can't believe that it's March 31st. Tomorrow is April 1st. Like, this month is so weird. This month of March, because I felt like it was so quick, but at the same time, it felt so long. I'm just, like, overwhelmed. I just realized it's been almost a month since I went to Paris. Honestly, time flew, but it also felt like it was a year ago. <laughs> it's just crazy how things fly by right and this is what this episode makes me feel just reminiscing about the guest that we had today it just takes me back to my high school years and i'll explain more why but i never thought that this day would happen that i'd be able to sit down and have an episode with our guest who is just one of my idols and inspirations way back in high school, just like over 10 years ago, a decade ago. I've told my story many times before on social media and also in some episodes in our podcast, but I'm very open about my struggles with severe acne during high school and in bouts of college. I've told my stories of just my face being flooded with pimples of every kind, blackheads, whiteheads, comedones, pustules, just like pimples under pimples on top of pimples that would turn purple. When I lay down my head, my face, and my pillows, my white pillows, they would pop in pain and my pillows would be full of pus and blood and all those other gunk. I would fall into a trap of staring in front of a mirror and popping my pimples and seeing blood and pus run down my face and just hating how I look, just hating myself and just looking at the mirror and thinking of how ugly I was, of how I felt like no one would ever like me or love me or ever accept me for who I was and how I look like. And I was just saying so many mean things to myself and I just felt like everyone just always looks at me and all they could see is my pimples, my acne. I've been to so many dermatologists, estheticians. During my birthdays, the only thing I would request from my mom is a trip to the dermatologist, get a steroid shot, get something prescribed, I don't know, Epiduo, tried everything. Clearasil, Proactive, Neutrogena, would wear hoodies during the summer so I could hide my cheeks with the hood, growing out my bangs purposefully so no one could see all of the acne and acne scars and hyperpigmentation on my forehead. I, 
it was just a cycle of just constant anxiety and fear and just wanting to hide my face from the rest of the world and i thought i was alone i thought i was the only one like i was so convinced and i knew that in high school i was the only one with an acne that severe i know people get pimples and stuff but mine was just on a different level and just felt so dirty i felt so unlovable and it's just it was such a bad time honestly it was such a bad time and i would always say to people that you know those movies high school movies or tv shows where there's that one student that one kid with acne <laughs> that was me and like i said i thought i was all alone i thought it was just me but i realized through our guest today that i was not alone that i was not the only one struggling through this her name is cassandra bankson a professional model a medical esthetician an online personality in 2010, she uploaded a video on YouTube called Foundation Routine for Acne, How to Cover Pimples and Scars. And I stumbled upon this in 2012. I remember this clearly in high school. YouTube was just popping off at that time. And the time of dance if you know what that, if you know what that is, like a remix of Songs of the Year. And I used to join the talent shows in high school. And so I would look at YouTube for dance remixes for my solo performances. And I stumbled upon Cassandra's video, which now has 30 million views after over 10 years. And she basically starts off the video with a full face of makeup. She is a model. She was a professional model on magazines and billboards and fashion walks. And she strips it all off on camera. She showed her bare face and neck and arms and back of acne, of pimples and scars. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not alone. People are also struggling with acne the same as I was. And ever since then, I had just so much respect for Cassandra, for her courage, for her selflessness to share her story. And that's why I can't believe that today, someone who I idolized and someone who I saw in myself or myself in over 10 years ago sits down with me for today's episode it makes me emotional thinking about it it was such a fortress for me honestly she gave me hope that i can try my best to be myself and that people love me you know despite of how how i look like despite how different i may look and in this episode she relates to us just her journey and all of her learnings and i love this episode actually because you know in every episode goes to interview my guest right <laughs> but she interviewed me as well asking me about my journey with acne and it's just such an easy conversation it's just a raw conversation just a personable one because i mean it is my story too i'm so grateful to cassandra to sit down with me and it's just so nostalgic and just so fulfilling, just so overwhelming to be able to record this episode. Forever grateful to her for being so selfless and sharing her story and her successes, not just in her skin, but in her advocacy when it comes to beauty and self-love and being genuine online and showing your authentic self to people, no matter what the masses may say, right? And so just like Paris feels like so long ago, but actually so close. <laughs> That's what I feel about this episode. I remember stumbling upon that YouTube video. It feels like so, so long ago. And it is so long ago. But it also feels like it was yesterday. I can feel both the pain of that time, but also the hope and the wonder that I felt watching Cassandra. And 
I am so excited to present to you today's episode. Hopefully, you get to learn something from our stories of hopefully seeing us resilience and hope and beauty beyond skin deep. And if someone out there is also struggling with acne or things that are public to the world, you know, like I always say, liver disease, heart disease, most of the time, the signs are covert, right? No one can see it unless it's end stage. But skin conditions like acne or eczema or psoriasis, it's just bare out in the open. It's so hard to hide. And Cassandra chose that, you know, you can have this thing so overt to the public, but still be so resilient and show your real self to other people. And that's how you know who truly, truly cares for you and love and adore you, which I found in myself too. And I'm so grateful to the people who do make me feel like and has made me feel like I'm loved and worthy of affection, despite what I look or what I may not look, right? I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you for tuning in. Let's go. Hello. Sandra, how are you? Hi, Chris. I'm so good. Happy Acne Awareness Month. I know. I love the background. I love I the background. I was going to say, we could talk about a couple of different lesions if you want to. Yes, I'll be my favorite. I'd, yes, I love that. Thank you so much for joining me today, tonight here in New York City. Okay, first off, thank you so much for inviting me. Happy Acne Awareness Month because acne yes. is something to be celebrated, even if it's scars or uh, you break out. One here, oh God, one here, oh, one here. I think I think we're like twins today. Look at me too. Okay. One, two, three. And body breaking I out like crazy. I'm like, is there something in the air? I've been. I'm actually sick. You probably. I don't know if you can yeah. hear it. I've been really, really stressed. Like all oh, of the no. things, but. I'm like, I'm breaking out so bad. It's oh my gosh. Stopping. And I'm like, I Honestly, have me too. I have long sleeve, but it's like, I don't know if it's because of the summer, I'm sweating more. Like summer's coming up and I've just been having back knee and also like army here. And, See? but you know what? This is what this month is for. And, you know, this has been my dream to have a live stream with you. And it's finally here. I think we share in this story and... I know we have a lot to talk about. And so thank you so much for giving me time and your presence today to talk about this. If you could just first please introduce yourself to everybody who may not know you from my end. Thank you so much. So I'm the lady who's constantly caffeinated. This mug literally has like a finger <laughs> thing for it. I literally, I, love it. I could drink coffee all day long. Um, I'm a medical esthetician and I help other people embrace their skin. But when I was growing up, I actually struggled with really severe acne. And your story actually resonates with me a ton. I also have a story, not even a story, but just like, you know, a reality of mm -hmm. having acne like on my back. And like when you put it against your pillow or against any yeah. surface, it would pop. Yeah. And so growing up in school, it was really rough for me. And in 2009, I started studying basic aesthetics because I wanted to know what was going on. And it wasn't even about treating acne for me. It was about how do I use makeup to cover this? <laughs> and I got really good at makeup, which helped, you know, with Photoshop and lighting to become a model. But yeah. then I was like, oh, I'm faking it 24-7. And this is what I use to get through the day. Yeah. So that's when I decided to strip it all off and to say, you know, it's what's underneath. It really has been struggling <laughs> and what I've been struggling with, it's bothering me. Maybe there's someone else who feels this way too. And Chris, yeah. I didn't even think there was someone like you out there. Or, like, and one of those people was... Us. Right? And one of those people was me, you know. No, I truly, truly resonate with your story. I mean, I obviously first found you through YouTube as well. And I mean, just like you, I had severe acne all throughout high school and even bouts of college as well. And 
like you when I lay down my head to sleep, my pimples would pop and I would look at my pillows and I usually have like white pillowcases but be filled with blood and pus and you know those you can't stop but like pop those pimples and it came to a point where I guess like you I'm like what is everyone thinking about my face and to the point that during my birthdays my only wish to my mom was can I just go to the dermatologist and get like a steroid shot or whatever and you know I'm so grateful for you because you have shared your story so openly to so many people worldwide and it just so happens that one of those people was me and we're here today and I actually just wanted to more of like navigate through your story given that it is Acne Awareness Month and the point of it is to raise awareness right and I think I wanted to ask first is your awareness is when was the first time you were aware that oh I actually have acne oh oh my gosh this is such a good question and it was definitely it was in the third grade and it was by mm-hmm. a girl that we'll just call her C and I remember I was in Mrs. A's class and mm-hmm. we would play this game where we would like jump down the stairs that went down mm-hmm. to like this playground we were you know we making bets of who could jump down you know however many stairs and this girl C, she taps on my shoulder. She's like, what's wrong with your nose? Is that a wart? And I'm like, is it what the what? And I start putting my hand on my face. I don't know what's going on. And then I think yeah. there's like a bug. And I'm like trying to take it off. And she's like, is that a wart? Is it contagious? So I run to the bathroom because I didn't know. And there was like this thing, this yeah. growth inside of my nose. And here's, you know, third grade me singing, yeah. what the, what the first? So I go home to my mom, you know, we had this like carpool where she would pick up all the kids. Mm-hmm. I jumped in the seat and I poked over, you know, the back seat and like looked at my nose in the mirror. I was like, mom, is this a wart? Is it contagious? What is it? She's like, no, honey, that's acne. It'll go away. Don't worry about it. And little did she know that it would take over my chest, my back, you know, mm-hmm. even into my adult years, like my entire mm-hmm. life. Me too. Yeah. And that was, that was my first experience. You also, at a young age, you were in the car, right? Yeah, yeah. I think mine was later than yours because I was in eighth grade that time. And I think I was coming from a friend's party and I was in the car and I I remember being so sleepy and I was putting my head down. Someone took a picture. It's just like a harmless family friend picture. But when it was posted on Primordial Facebook, I saw, (laughs) oh my gosh, what, what is the stuff on my cheeks? It was my left cheek. And, you know, during the first stages of acne, you don't really notice it until someone or somehow it's pointed out Mm -hmm. to you. And coming from an Asian background, it's like you grow up with these different creams that you put in your face, hoping that your skin stays clear and youthful until you age. And that was the moment when I signed the car where I was like, oh my gosh, what is that? And from then on, just like you, it went downhill and it was all over my face, like all over my face, my chest, my back, my arms. And that was history. And I think a big part also of acne awareness that I wanted to make aware is the different types of acne that there are, which I believe your infographic at the back. And as someone who has studied and trained in this field as a medical aesthetician, for those who are unfamiliar and for those lucky ones who has not have been touched with the gift of oh, acne. Oh, you're so <laughs> 
if, if you could first, please, here we are probably showing it. If you could tell everyone what acne is and the different types that there may be are, because this is your forte. Oh, well, this is such a great question. And Chris, I, I love that you bring this up. And you're, you know, an expert in this as well, having lived <laughs> it and shared so much information so freely. But acne, by definition, is basically this skin eruption that is caused by bacteria. So our entire bodies are covered in microbes and fungi and different yeasts, the type of fungi, right? And all of these microbes that make us up. And yes, we have our internal microbe, but we also have our external one. Think of the human body as like a really funky donut, right? Like there's a hole in the middle and there's yeah. the outside. So there's the inside, but the inside is also the outside. You know what I'm saying? And so we have, you know, the digestive yeah. tract going through us. So we have our internal microbes and then we have our external ones. And Part of that external flora, you know, we see the skin on the top, but every single little hair on our skin and on our body, as you know, goes deep into it. And there's actually a whole bunch of basically surface area and a bunch of little bugs that like to hang out in here. And one of those happens to be what's called Cutibacterium acnes. It used to be called Propionibacterium, but they renamed it because because science, you know, and cutest why not? <laughs> Latin, why not, right? And this is natural on our skin, which a lot of people are shocked to hear about. But unfortunately, when it gets out of control, that's when it starts to cause acne. And as you can see, like here's a pore. So imagine every single one of your little hairs has all of this stuff, you know, that is attached to it. And Chris, you know this, but, you know, we're talking about sebaceous glands that secrete oil. We're talking about, you know, nutrients for the hair. We're talking about inflammatory markers and other things. And when the body says, ooh, bacteria in here that there should be. And it's eating up all the oil and it's farting and it's pooping and it's creating waste <laughs> products. All of a sudden, where is all that going to fit? Mm -hmm. That starts to kind of ball up in the skin. And mm -hmm. if it has an escape, it can oxidize and become mm -hmm. a blackhead or an open mm -hmm. comedo. But when it is under the skin, it is considered a whitehead. Mm -hmm. And then there are other, you know, different types of skin lesions such as cysts and ulcers and macules and wheels. And, you know, you can have subcategories of those like a freckle. But mm -hmm. essentially, acne is a very, very common skin disorder that so many people struggle with, but mm -hmm. that so many people don't feel confident in. All throughout high school and bouts of college, I suffered from severe acne. I cried almost every day looking at the mirror. I wore hoodies during the summer to hide my cheeks. When my mom asked me what I wanted for my birthday, all I wished for was a visit to the dermatologist. I tried so many products and saw so many estheticians, physicians, and other advanced providers. But I know that my mere access to these products and providers is a privilege. Many who suffer from acne and other skin conditions live in many underserved populations where access to dermatology specialists can be difficult due to limited resources. To help bridge this divide, Vanna Padilla, a dermatology nurse practitioner, recently launched Your Skincare Experts Derm Course, which can allow other specialties to provide comprehensive care to patients through dermatology in places where access may be limited. The course can also be used to help better train extended providers within the field of dermatology to feel confident and empowered in their knowledge. From fortifying skin anatomy to identifying skin types and concerns, breaking down acne, building skincare routines, and going over active ingredients, the course seeks to further knowledge in skincare, anti-aging, acne, and overall holistic skin health. Friends of France is partnering with Your Skincare Expert so that you can get 10% of the course with the code FRANZ, that's F-R-A-N-Z, or visit yourskincareexpert.com slash FRANZ. My skin and my life were changed by the right products and the right people. Through this course, I hope that this would also be made possible for others. Anyone who knows me knows that I love boba. After a heavy dinner? No problem. 
I have a second stomach for boba, and sometimes even a third. But each cup of bubble tea is definitely a guilty pleasure, given that the average cafe-made milk tea has over 100 calories per serving, over 20 grams of high glycemic sugar, and is packed with artificial flavors. I am so glad that the guilty days are over with Twirl, the world's first canned, plant-based milk tea, with only 45 to 50 calories per serving, and containing 6 to 7 grams of sugar, and low glycemic sweeteners at that, goodbye to sugar crash, Twirl is made with pea milk, the most sustainable plant-based milk on the market, regenerating the soil where it comes from. This is thanks to the fact that fair trade and organic are the names of the game as the teas are sourced from biodiverse family farms in China, Japan, and Taiwan that practice sustainable farming techniques. No artificial flavors are ever used. Choose from three antioxidant flavors of the chocolatey Taiwan-style black milk tea, floral jasmine, and nutty hojicha. Enjoy all of these flavors, each being nitro-infused that you can feel and hear their fresh, silky, and creamy texture with each pop of the can. Let's enjoy tasty, creamy, shelf-stable, and healthy milk tea together for 10% off using the code FRANZ10. That's F-R-A-N-Z-1-0. Now available on twirlmilktea.com or Amazon. Twirl around in its goodness. And Chris, as someone who also understands this and who has literally gone through this, I would love to know, in your definition of acne and how you've experienced it, did you have more whiteheads? Did you have more blackheads? And then did you treat those the same? Did you treat those differently? How was that for you? Honestly, I, I told myself that my face during that time, during high school, when I first saw it, it was like the Big Bang Theory where everything just like out of nothing, everything just exploded out of everywhere. I had blackheads on my nose. My forehead was covered in cystic acne, my cheeks, my chin, around my jawline. And it was literally everywhere across my face. That's why it led me to growing on my bangs so I could hide my forehead. I would wear... Oh my god, I did the same thing. Hoodies! Did you I wear hoodies, hoodies in the summer so that I could hide my cheeks. Yeah. So, and my back! I and my back too. French coat. Yeah, yeah, me too. So it was literally everything. So what type of sebaceous filaments or what now, if it's a black hair, if it's a white head, every single thing. I, I think I think they were just having that donut party in my face. And you know those, I always say this, but you know those high school teenage movies where there's that one kid with pimples in the whole school? That, that, that was me during high school. Yeah. And I would like to know for you too, was it also like a mix of everything across your face? Yes. Yeah, so for me, I think that it was the whiteheads and the cysts mm. that were the worst. I would get these whiteheads and then, you know, these cystic nodules. Mm -hmm. And remember, a cyst is not always acne, although yeah. it can be. But a cyst is like this, you know, thing mm -hmm. under the skin. And what would happen is that they would tunnel. So they would start to kind mm -hmm. of create like these tunnels under the skin. And they were just, oh my God, they were so painful. And they would ooze and they would weep. <laughs> Definitely got some blackheads, but I was really too good at picking them out. Like, are you I don't do it unless you're trained, yeah. unless you know what's going on. But I had lots of blackheads. And then I didn't know at the time that I was struggling with sebaceous filaments because mm -hmm. when I had first gone to high school, mm -hmm. I, you know, had not studied medical aesthetics mm -hmm. or anatomy mm -hmm. or even knew mm -hmm. what sebum is. Mm -hmm. You know, sebum is what our skin naturally produces from that oil gland. And it actually mm -hmm. helps to lubricate the skin. Mm -hmm. It helps to waterproof and protect yeah. the skin. It transports, you know, antioxidants and fatty acids. And it's amazing. But acne supper, I was like, strip the oil yeah. off. Strip off the sebum. Yeah. And um, I still struggle with sebaceous filaments, but I have a couple of favorite products. Mm -hmm. I'd love to know what some of yours are. 
But now I've really gotten a lot of the blackheads under control. And it's just some of those inflammatory whiteheads, little blackheads and things like that. But I remember, oh my God, Chris, I would go and I would just spend all of this money at the drugstore and I would buy these horrible products. And Mm -hmm. Chris, there was this foundation, this blemish clearing foundation. It had salicylic acid, right? And it was foundation. So I was like, Uh it's going to cure my acne. (laughs) And thankfully, salicylic acid was one of the ingredients that helps with acne, right? And it's medically proven to do so. Mm -hmm. But I literally would sleep in it, wake up the next morning and Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Oh no. So terrible, I would love to know, you spoke about in different interviews that you've done, you know, with me and that I've gotten to know your story, you've spoken about some of the products from the Philippines or from other places that your family recommended you use. What was like that first product that just destroyed your skin? Oh my gosh. I'm sorry to my Filipinos out there, but there is a product in the Philippines called Eskinol. And it's literally an alcoholic toner. I feel like the ingredients, the first ingredient is alcohol. It's literally an alcohol. and the idea is that it's going to lessen the inflammation by trying to use the same theory that we have with hand sanitizers and cleansing alcohol. And oh. the idea is it would go down to the skin and they would clear out your hair follicles and then all of those bumps and races. But boy, my face was red. I felt like I had a sunburn without any sun. And oh, it was like an no. at-home sunburn and you usually couple that with something called max appeal also from asia which peels your face and <laughs> i mean now we know <laughs> yeah so i did a imagine putting alcohol on your face and then putting on a peeling solution on it really? so with the desperation of just whatever it takes to cleanse my face and obviously during that time i'm a teenager and my mom did not really go through acne so I mean, she didn't know less about acne products, right? My and, mom uh, didn't either. Yeah. So my skin got worse and it was really like, I was just at wit's end and I told myself, what am I going to do with my skin? And I would like to know what the first product that you used as well. Oh my gosh. I'm trying to think, Chris, about the very first one that I ever used. I mean, if it was, it probably wasn't that memorable. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> <laughs> I do remember some terrible things. Like I remember, like I went through that orange Neutrogena one. I went through the Morning Burst cleanser. I went through the Oxys. I went through the benzoyl peroxide. I went through all of them. Yeah. Um, do you have a Costco in New York or where you grew up? Like we do Costco have a wholesale? Costco. We do have a Costco. So <laughs> Costco has their wholesale line, like the Kirkland Select. And it's like it's a good brand, right? Yeah. I. Would, my, my family, first generation from immigrant parents, right? Mm-hmm. My family is very about saving the money. Mm-hmm. And so everyone had to use like the same skincare and shampoos mm-hmm. and conditioners and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we would have like bar soap and then like the big maxi size Kirkland shampoo mm-hmm. and conditioner. And sometimes on like special occasions, my mom would get like the Pantene Pro V, mm-hmm. right? Oh. And um, when I started using acne stuff, my family was like, how come she gets special stuff? Like that's not fair, mm-hmm. right? Because I was the older sister. Remember running out of whatever acne cream I was using that time. <laughs> Literally for a month, I washed my face with a Kirkland shampoo and conditioner. Oh. And then I was like breaking out and I was like, why? It makes my skin so soft. Why am I breaking out? Oh. And it was literally like this Kirkland Costco budget shampoo and conditioner. I was washing my face. And I will give little Cassandra a little bit of credit. Mm-hmm. You know, there mm-hmm. are sulfates in cleansers and there are sulfates in shampoos. And there can mm-hmm. be a little bit of crossover with ingredients and skin conditioners and hair conditioners yeah. can both have like 
Did I met the cone, right? They can be similar. Yeah. Girl! <laughs> what? What? Your face with conditioner! What are you doing? What are you doing? We've all gone through those. This reminds me of Dr. Sigai, who I know you had a live stream for Zistica yeah. before. And yeah. I remember him telling me that he was using hand wash soap during during medical residency in dermatology to cleanse his face. And I said the audacity. And so we've all gone through it. We've all tried so many things. I tried a rock on my face that was supposed to cleanse your face yeah. or whatnot i we've tried it all that we the have, one, was that that pinion rock that you bought online yeah i think so i've done dish soap the worst i've ever done days between us this never goes yeah. anywhere else there was a girl named megan in my school mm -hmm. and this was middle school and she was like you just need to wash your face with dish soap the dish soap didn't work after the dish soap she was like urine oh I don't recommend it. Don't do it. This didn't happen. We no. forget this. It stays in the past. <laughs> um, there's a lot of bad acting advice out there, and that's why listening to people like you, Chris, or mm -hmm. like Doctor Sagai. Well, yeah. yeah, like actually, just like you know, if you don't have the answers, find the expert in that yeah. field. Like yeah. if you're gonna come to me and ask me about auto mechanics, yeah. I am gonna drive you off a cliff unintentionally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not my lane. Um, yeah. yeah, but it's just like finding information can be so hard. I think it's even, Chris, like even being aware of mm -hmm. how to find that right information. Yeah. Throughout your journey, how did you decide what was right for you? How did you distill that information? And then how did you really embrace acne awareness as opposed to just being like, okay, this is something that I have to, you know, treat, that I have to conceal or hide? Yeah, you know, it was hard finding the right information. And I, I think that's why we're so, so, so privileged now to have the amount of social media and the amount of experts and sources that we have. There were definitely some, you know, reviews online of products and this or that years ago. But I think what's important was I was trying to find someone who looked like me. You know, someone with my skin. Because we know your across... Type, yeah, your issues, yeah, your, exactly. Yeah. Across different cultures, across different skin types, some skin types are similar to each other than others. And so trying to find someone who looked like me, who was going through the same thing as me, was so hard to find online. And that, I guess that's why I fell down this rabbit hole of different products from different countries, from different places, from different stores. I didn't even know, but I went to a perfume store once and thought the perfume would be good in my skin to calm it down. I love chamomile. Because I have chamomile. It's, it's calming, right? So, yeah. And I, I think that's why social media now, I'm so grateful for it. Though, as we know, there are a lot of fans of misinformation on it. There's also a lot of credible and personal information as well, like coming from you, coming from the dermatologists and other skincare experts that we love online. And I think that's why me and Dr. Sigai also started his YouTube channel together. Because I said, I want to be that person for that young Christian way back years young ago. Christian, was, for that guy yeah. struggling with yeah. his skin, who's looking yeah. at the pictures, who has, you know, yeah. a skin tone that maybe is more prone mm -hmm. to hyperpigmentation, who, you know, his parents would always bring back, you know, the Filipino skincare. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris, and yeah. you need to be. I think that yeah. that's also that's one of the many endearing yeah. things that I just love and adore about yeah. you. But yeah. the fact that you yeah. speak so openly about your experience with that. And, you know, as someone who identifies as male, as somebody who has gone through that and like, mm -hmm. you know, there are different societal pressures yeah. too, than there are on other people. It's so, so necessary. And it's so great that people have you to look up to for that. Uh, 
and you, you oh, like, going on to the sources. It was really you who was really my acne big sister, you know, throughout oh. these years. And I, I think this is something that I've been wanting to ask you for a while is, yeah. I mean, I guess now it's easier because it's becoming, or at least what we're trying to do is normalize to talk about acne, right? But when you were starting to share your journey, it wasn't really a normalized topic. I mean, it was the age of airbrush is the age of layers and layers of concealer where did you find that courage the word that courage and selflessness in you to share your story and your journey to the whole world oh chris okay so i love that you bring this up yeah i think that a lot of people who are you know joining social media right now they don't remember what it was like 10 or 15 years ago yeah. like you could not come out of the closet like <laughs> You could not, you know, talk about your act or show your flaws. Yeah. It was like very, you know, perfect. And then we have the mm -hmm. choker necklaces, you know, mm -hmm. and the, mm -hmm. you know, we had, a, we had a look. It's a blue eyeshadow. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, struggle. And to be completely transparent, as is one of my core values, mm -hmm. I don't think I was courageous in stripping my mm -hmm. makeup off. I think mm -hmm. that what it was for me was, you know, I originally took everything off my face and showed my bare skin on YouTube mm -hmm. in 2010. Mm -hmm. And that was like a couple years after YouTube even started. Mm -hmm. nobody knew what youtube was you said youtube they were like i, I do what yeah i do i like the intertube sometimes yeah. like yeah. they had no idea yeah and youtube was like this quiet community like no nobody knew about it and for me it was really this dichotomy of i had just gone through aesthetic school i had mm -hmm. learned professional makeup mm -hmm. i was doing photo shoots i was in magazines like billboard mm -hmm. opportunities mm -hmm. photoshop looking like these models yeah. that had the skin that I would flip through at the dermatology office. Mm -hmm. But then when I would come home, I would take off my makeup. I would look at my acne in the mirror. I would pick at my skin. I would say horrible things to myself. I did not feel comfortable like walking outside without makeup or even to my kitchen countertop with my parents and my younger brother. Yeah. I remember that I just felt like, I felt that my acne defined who I was. Yeah. And it was almost this sense of, I was a burden. Like I was so ugly. I was a burden. And I was ruining everyone else's life because yeah. of, the way my acting made me look. So I would like cover my makeup before even going to see them. And like, how do both of those identities fit into one body? Like, I know. here's this confident model, yeah. and then here's this girl that's being bullied at school yeah. and like bullying yeah. herself in front of the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> like, one, one yeah. of these does not belong. Yeah. And so I just got frustrated. I got upset. I was sick of it. And I was like, the doctors and dermatologists sit me down in this clinic and they tell me, Someone else has gone through it. You're not the only one. And I'm like, where, 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 where? And so I literally got online and I was like, scrubbing it all off. And I said, yeah. this is what I live with every day. I'm going to show you how I put this on because this is how I get through it. And hi, if there's someone yeah. out there uh, waiting yeah. back, I, I, mean, I don't think any of us expected the internet or YouTube to expose yeah. it like over yeah. 10 years, but it was mm -hmm. the, the worst, serious decision mm -hmm. that ended up being the best. And yeah. I'm like, get away from me with that yeah. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you've changed so many lives. And for me, when we're talking about acne awareness, you really are the paradigm for me. Because I think it's one of the last things I also wanted to bring up is acne is a skin condition. It's something that's so overt. It's something so visible to the world. And given that it is a condition, though, it, it's not like a liver disease or a heart disease that no one can see. This, we cannot hide it, right? And beyond the physical manifestation of acne, there's a whole, whole psychosocial aspect to the whole thing, right? It's like the you're stripped off of your self-love, your self-confidence, you're always conscious. There were times I would look in the mirror and I'm like, no one will ever like me. No one can ever love me because of Literally how I look like, right? Like, 
I said, I'm going to be alone forever because everyone's disgusted by my face. When I go up to the grocery store, someone would come up to me and be like, you should stop taking dairy. And I just feel like everyone's looking at my face. Everyone is so meticulous in my face, like so magnifying my face. And I know you, you also felt the same way. And, you know, I'm so grateful that things have gotten better and that also technology has also advanced in our science and the world of skincare as well. The only thing I wanted to know is, what do you think changed the game for you when it comes to skincare? That even though I know we get our usual bumps here and there, what yeah. truly was the transformation in your skincare? Oh, Chris, this is a great question. And I just want to echo like what you've said about like, you know, how difficult it was, but how things have changed. And just yeah. how someone like you living your authentic life and like embracing your skin can show somebody, oh my God, he can do it. Like that's possible for me. Yeah. Like it's yes, it's just like leading by example, right? Yeah. Yeah. And when it comes to what really changed my skin, I have a couple favorite products and like mm -hmm. things I always reach for, but thing that truly changed me, there's two. There's education and there's mindset. Yeah. You know, when I first went to aesthetic school in 2009, let's just say yeah. there's a lot of different things out there, right? Yeah. And, you know, there's different types of medical school. A lot mm -hmm. of people don't know mm -hmm. the difference between like allopathic medicine mm -hmm. and other, like yeah. there's a whole bunch of stuff out there. And when I first went to aesthetic school, Bless my teacher's heart. She had an essential oil salesperson, an MLM in there, and they told us that natural was better. And for mm -hmm. me, learning about skin anatomy, learning mm -hmm. from doctors <laughs> and derms, learning from chemists who do work with yeah. natural yeah. skincare yeah. versus, you know, understanding, you know, what anthocyanins are. They mm -hmm. sound like a mm -hmm. scary chemical and they yeah. are what makes raspberries and blueberries colorful. And um, the education was so paramount because then instead of just looking at a product and being like, oh, I hope this helps my skin with yeah. random dish soap, I could actually yeah. look for the ingredients that were proven yeah. medically to help. Yeah. So that was paramount for me. And I think it was also paramount to my journey because it allowed me to step into that expert role mm -hmm. of being mm -hmm. able to say, I've not only been through this, but like, mm -hmm. let me help this other person. My younger brother, my younger sisters are non-binary yeah. siblings. Yeah. Like, how yeah. can I help empower you? to know mm -hmm. what to look for and to make the right yeah. choices. Yeah. And when it comes to product, there's some great products out there. And I do have a couple mm -hmm. in front of me. Um, I also felt like nutrition, it's not for everyone, but for me, it was important. Yeah. Dairy was a trigger for me. It's not yeah. going to be for everyone. And yeah. then stress, girl, if I'm, if yeah. I'm kicking, if I'm stressed like the way I have been this week, oh my God, don't even get me started. As someone with acne and blemish prone skin, Facial scarring and hyperpigmentation have always been my issues since high school. Acne has robbed me of my self-confidence throughout my schooling years, and having its visible reminders on my face to this day continues to do so. But I have found silver linings of hope having used RescueMD's DNA Repair Complex Serum. Plastic surgeon developed, RescueMD seeks to harness the powers of science and two decades of patient experience in providing a multi-benefit skin renewal serum that provides real results and improves the appearance of visible skin damage. Beyond my personal skin concerns, the serum also seeks to adjust a breadth of damage from varying external stressors, including hypertrophic and surgery scars, burns and chemical burns, cuts, scrapes, and bug bites. All of these are targeted by supporting the skin's natural healing process through its infusion with RescueMD's patented LabCall, a proprietary anti-inflammatory skincare technology that targets skin damage at the DNA level. The serum also contains a hand-selected blend of other ingredients such as peptides to help strengthen the skin, botanicals like rosehip to soothe, and moisturizing agents such as dimethicone and allantoin that helps to speed up skin recovery. The DNA Repair Complex Serum has been my daily friend, and every day, 
I feel like I can take back what my scars have stolen from me. Definitely, each skin is different and results are not guaranteed, but I hope that you can find your silver lining too. In partnership with RescueMD, you can get 15% off your order on rescuemd.com with the code FOF15. The serum is also now available on bloomingdales.com. Discover what healthy skin healing means with RescueMD. Growing up with my mom, who has been a nurse for the past 30 years, I would always take an adventure in her bookshelf filled with nursing and medical textbooks, encyclopedias, and various human anatomy posters. I still remember perusing through an encyclopedia as a six-year-old, trying to look for pictures of eyes and muscles, attempting to pronounce their lengthy names since I could not really understand explanations about the different body parts. Despite the myriad of children's books with topics ranging from magical universities to talking animals and the different types of rocks, there weren't really any books in the workings of the human body when I was a child. For children, written by physicians, Dr. Betty and Dr. Brandon, the Medical School for Kids book series now provides a charming, easy-to-understand introduction to the wonders of the medical field. These books feature beautiful illustrations and simple explanations, teaching children and adults alike about the anatomy, physiology, and diseases of the body. From distinguishing a normal mole from melanoma, to discovering the importance of eating healthy food for heart health, to knowing the vital signs that are monitored in the operating room, people of all ages can truly learn something new through these books, as they are designed to teach real medical concepts to readers of all ages in ways that anyone can understand. Take an educational adventure into the intricacies of every organ system of the human body. Paperback copies of the books are available for purchase on Amazon.com and eligible for two-day Prime delivery. Kindle versions of the books are also available on Amazon and free with Kindle Unlimited. You can also visit the website md4kids.org for more information. Get ready for an adventure on the medical school bus! How about you, Chris? What is it that has changed and transformed your skin the most? Is it a product? Is it a mindset? Was it a person? Was it you yeah. yourself and your yeah, your um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, def- yeah, definitely products helps, and there's some ingredients help, you know, like retinoids and this and that. But I would like to echo what you said as well, and I think I said this in your blog post that I feel like throughout all of this, I found a few rights, and I think some of those are the right people, and it's not just like expert people, but the right people around you who just reinforce that you know what, you're so beautiful, no matter if you have breakouts or not, and also the right timing and you know there's timing of products where you don't overdo it you're aggravating your skin more and it takes time for some products to work you know you can't put on a retinoid and hope that after one week your skin clears i wish i wish and i think the third one is i'm echoing what you says the right mindset is at the end of the day this physical covering that we have on top of all of these blood vessels and muscles and the bones that we have is truly just a subject to societal expectation and demands time and time again and if you don't fit the standard then we make the standards for ourselves right and i think the standards is always us what we believe it makes us beautiful and worth it right and so that's why even if i do get a breakout and even if i do get blackhead still at the end of the day, I'm just like, okay, I, I, I've gone through so many products. I know what works for me already. I know what kind of nutrition and lifestyle works for me. I know my threshold of stress that causes me to break out or whatnot. And I think it's all of those mixed together just forms this one whole matter of just trying to pursue 
peace in every aspect of your life every day is I think is the best healer of my at least for my skin condition of acne mm-hmm. and, and you are one of those people who promoted oh my that you see for me it's just so hard to to accept that because I'm like it's not yeah, me yeah, it's like yeah. I feel like I'm a stepping stone on someone's yeah. journey right it's like if I can help be a part of that empowerment, amazing. But like the yeah. hard work that you've had to do, the hard work that everyone has yeah. to do to understand yeah. themselves. And honestly, Chris, I, I don't know if this is the same for you, but I'll say like one of the most difficult things I've had to do is like learning to love and embrace myself and forgive myself for all of the flaws and the judgments that we put on ourselves. Yeah. And yeah. yes, there are things we can do with our skin. But okay. Like that really happened in my mind. And it was, I'm not yeah. going to use these products yeah. to fix me as if I'm broken. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to use yeah. exercise to punish myself yeah. eating yeah. food. Like yeah. I'm going yeah. to exercise and move because it's a privilege to move because yeah. my body can. I yeah. can hug, I can dance, I can yeah. high five yeah. you, right? Yeah. And I'm going to use things or not because uh, this, this is this chore mm-hmm. that I have yeah. to do in the morning. Yeah. It's like, this is going to be a ritual, not just a mm-hmm. routine. This is going to be yeah. somewhere that I embrace myself. And I think, yeah. you know what, little pores? Yeah. You guys, you guys did this thing. Yeah, like that, like that. <laughs> Winning. And now, yeah. honestly, Chris, if it weren't for acne, have my passion in life, I wouldn't know you. Yeah. I wouldn't be here. Yeah. Um, acne was the thing that almost ended my life because yeah. of stuff. Yeah. But it's, it's also the yeah. thing that gave it back. So, yeah. yeah. A little crazy, right? Yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, I, no, yeah. I agree with that. Before, I thought acne was my life sentence. They actually became a bridge for me to enjoy life now and find enjoyment in skincare because skincare is fun it shouldn't be a chore it's i look forward to the end of a busy and stressful day that oh my gosh i can't wait to do my skincare tonight right and 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 it led me again to you and i'm so thankful that you can erase awareness about acne i think so many times now society loves to glamorize so many things loves to glorify so many things Mm. when what we just want to do is just you know start a conversation normalize it that it's okay that happens people get it and that life is still beautiful and that we have ways now like social media to meet other people who are going through the same thing like you and me yeah it's almost like chris it's like if i look at you i don't see like i don't look you in the acne i see you i don't even notice until you bring it up and people have said the same thing about me i would walk around and i'm like well if i think you're so beautiful and i didn't even notice your blemish why am i so hyper focused on you so Chris, if there is one thing that you want to leave someone who's struggling, right? Like eighth grade, Kristen in the back of the car, keep that selfie. If you could tell him one thing, what would you say? I would tell him what my high school classmates told me a few months ago when I talked to them. And again, high school was at the peak of my acne. And when I told them recently, I was like, I remember all of my acne. It was so bad, right? And they were like, you know what? Honestly, we didn't even notice it. We just remember how fun and happy you were. And I think that's what I would want to tell my young self and those who are going through it now is we tend to hyper-focus and over-magnify ourselves that we tend to forget the many things that people see in us, which is our beauty, which goes skin deep. So I think trying to see the world in the bigger worldview of what people love most about us goes beyond skin deep and i think that's what i would tell myself how about you what would you tell you first off chris i just i love that um so much because i feel like you're right you know when i speak to you i don't remember what you you know look like or your flaws i remember how you made me feel and that's just so so indicative of you know this acne experience in general Mm -hmm. 
And I think if I could tell young Cassandra something, it would be, um, you know, what you look like has no impact on what you Mm -hmm. can do for the world. And it's Mm -hmm. kind of that idea of it, like this acne that was, you know, it it literally almost killed me or it almost had me do things to myself. But like that ended up being the thing that was, that saved my life and gave me purpose. And what you look like, you know, especially in the age of social media, you don't have to look a specific way to make Mm -hmm. a positive impact. And you don't even have to be online. Like it's just like a a ripple in a lake, right? Doing something nice for someone. You might, you might change their entire future. Mm -hmm. And I think that separating the optics of beauty from what true beauty actually Mm -hmm. is, um, is so important. And that's why social media is teasing it apart. Right, Chris? Mm -hmm. Because every single time I double tap one of your images, which I love your posts, every time I do, like it's a vote. I'm saying I'm voting for this. I want more of this. Yeah, um, yeah. And I think that's what makes it so important. And it puts the power back in our hands. Yes, I agree with that completely. Yes. And uh, I just love this conversation so much. And okay. I've learned so much. And I hope a lot of people who are watching today also learn so much about self-love and appreciating yourself. And also, you know, just raising awareness, given that it is Acne Awareness Month. And there was no better person for me to be with than you, Cassandra. So thank <laughs> you so much. I can't wait. I can't wait to hang out one day. I literally cannot wait. So I'm going to see very soon, whether yeah. it's in person with a, yeah. with a suitcase or whether yeah. it's online. But Chris, yeah. um, we will talk very soon. And keep you being be beautiful inside and out. And thank you again so much for having me. Thank you so much. We'll catch up soon. We'll talk products. I want to know everything you're putting on your face. This is part one of many. Part one. Part one. Bye, Cassandra. Bye, everybody. Bye, guys. Bye. We have now reached the end of the story. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Friends of France. I hope you had an enjoyable adventure learning about our expert guest, their work, and why they do the things that they do. Please check out the rest of the series available on all podcast platforms. Please also consider following the podcast on the platform that you prefer. Turn on the alerts for new episodes so you don't miss new stories. And give us a rating to support the show. You can find more updates on the podcast's official Instagram at Friends of France Pod or my personal Instagram at Chris France. That's without the I because there is no I in team. <laughs> I'm kidding. Someone already took the username. Have a great day or night, everybody.